Welcome to Carve Your Own Fucking Path podcast, a podcast about kick-ass women who found the clarity and courage to carve their own path. I'm Willow, your host, transformation coach, and NLP practitioner. Each episode, I'll share personal stories alongside candid interviews with women who have boldly stepped into the unknown. Expect to hear juicy topics, messy truths, and extraordinary journeys. My hope is to inspire your inner risk taker to stop overthinking and start taking action towards carving your own path. Now, onto the show. Okay, today I have a very special guest. All my guests are special, but this one is is definitely unique and I cannot wait to introduce you guys to Megan Hart. She is a medium and an astrologist based in Hawaii. And she reached out to me on Instagram and I'm so so happy that she did because now she gets to share her story with all of you and I'm excited to hear more about her. So Megan, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Willow. Yeah, and we're both a little sick, so we're, you know, there <laughs> with us. Um, <laughs> so Megan, you're a medium and an astrologist. Have you always been doing this kind of work? No, actually, I've dabbled in so many things the past decade. Most recently, the past five, six years, I've been doing marketing. Okay. I studied astrology since I could read. I was probably seven I took a course, a certificate course, um, back in 2009, when doing charts and birth chart analysis for friends and family as gifts and just as something to, you know, be able to practice my passion for the past 10 years. As I signed up for a more serious astro psychology course, I decided to quit my marketing job and focus more on astrology and my gifts as a medium. Okay. Take us back to that. So, well, actually take us back to when you were eight years old (laughs) and said you were studying astrology at eight years old. Oh yeah. Um, I still have the book that I was reading at seven years old, eight years old, and everything was about astronomy and astrology. I remember doing, you know, I had a project book on space and I would make, you know, balloons that looked like Mars. And (laughs) there was always this like obsession with space. And my mom, who's a very practical, analytical Virgo, she used to say, oh, you know, you you freak me out because we'd just be sitting on the couch and you'd look at me at eight years old and say, mom, we are just floating in space right now on earth. (laughs) I don't want to think about that right now. I just want to relax. (laughs) Yeah. I want to tune out and watch this TV show. Oh, wow. Okay. So you, what, where did you get this book and how did you even come across astrology? I'm just trying to remember at eight years old, no idea what that was. Was there, there must've been some influence in your life. I remember in elementary school learning about space. That was one of like our subject matters that year in second or third grade. And when the bookstore, the scholastic bookstores they used to have, you know, once a month or something, I found these books on space. And so um, I bought that with the money my mom gave me. 
And then reading about astrology, I believe my sister had a book who's four years older than me. So she had a book and I kind of snuck into her room and would read all her stuff. She had all the cool stuff, (laughs) she had all the cool books. (laughs) I love it. It's like most kids are sneaking other kind of books. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, nerdy astrology stuff. XPG. <laughs> wow, pretty cool. <laughs> so from a really young age, yeah, you're reading these books. And then I, I guess like astronomy and astrology, do they really go together? This sounds maybe completely idiotic as a question, but I find one to be esoteric and the other is like very science based. Right? right. One may say that one's very like linear and mathematical, but in reality, astrology is very mathematical and linear as well Mm -hmm. to understand the mathematical portion of astrology is really important and fully understanding the concept of it. Um, Okay. You know, getting into it, I should say, I don't feel like the idea of being into things like astrology and mediumship came out of nowhere. Um, It runs in my family. Uh, what we call seers. And so we have stories of, you know, our ancestors having these capabilities. And um, from an early age, my mom talked to me about palm reading and tarot cards. Um, okay. And I learned the basic concepts of that since I was a child. Okay. So my you're... mom used to do that. Got it. So she is into all this stuff. She... You were just taking it another level, sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I just got chills saying that. Um, mm. she, she, at a young age, really embraced that. Um, for her, her gift was really centered around having kind of stuff she didn't want to know about that would be happening in the future. And it was very much like premonitions of people dying that were close to her or like one degree of separation. Mm-hmm. And it was really difficult for her. So she completely shut it off at a young age. And she entered this um, marketing executive assistant world. And, you know, she kind of never looked back. Mm, okay. Right. So did you follow her path? then in the marketing world as a obvious career choice. It's really interesting how that happened. Um, For a long time, I was in um, doing outdoor education and guiding on rivers and, um, you know, backpacking guide for children. And um, when my dad died, I obtained my EMT certification and I've been a volunteer EMT And then when my son was born, I was also working at the hospital um, as a lab technician. And then when my son was born, I decided to kind of take a break. And when I was ready to go back out, marketing kind of just fell into my lap. Okay. And I did that for about five or six years. And all the while, wait, and so you're, where are you from again? I live in Alaska. Okay. So you were living in Alaska during this whole time? Um, not the whole time, but um, 
when I came, I was kind of traveling all around doing outdoor education guiding. I did conservation work for trail work and that was all up until like and river guiding that was up until 23 and that was all over the place you know backpacking in central america mm-hmm. I okay did all this stuff from like 19 to 23 and i lived all over awesome and then and then you had your son and you're pretty young then I'm i was 25 yeah okay and you took the jobs so you kind of went yeah nursing or you know in a hospital setting not nursing but lab tech right then marketing and all the while, I mean, what about this, this astrology medium identity? I mean, did you have, what were you doing with that? Right. So for astrology, um, I was always doing birth charts, creating them and analysis for friends and family, um, like birthday gifts, Christmas, or if my friends or family were like, you know, this is happening in my relationship. I pull up both the charts and I would dig in and say, well, your communication okay. styles like this versus that. So that was like a hobby. Essentially. I treated it like, um, even though I had training in it and certification, it, it didn't seem practical to actually feed my family off of it. So right. it's just always a hobby. Now when my mediumship, that is this whole separate journey that was happening at the same time and okay and can you um, explain people what that is exactly I think right. we have you know sometimes an idea but if you could just explain that that would be great right so um as a medium I'm able to communicate with loved ones in spirit who have passed on and I I'm able to get that communication through all the clairs, which is um, kind of like all our six senses. It's our, our, I use sight, hearing, feeling emotionally and physically, as well as taste and smell. And then there's also claircognizance of just the clear knowing. And how that is able to happen is... I lift my vibration and spirit lowers theirs. And we kind of meet in this sweet spot where we can communicate. Okay. And it's there. What, what can you explain? Like, um, can you walk us through what that looks, feels like, sounds like. Right. Um, I love this. Well, what I found is that, I say this and it's not that I'm special or people who are practicing mediums are more special than anyone else. We all have the capability of doing this. Some of us are more open and it's a part of our life path to do this kind of work, which is why it's a little bit easier for us to obtain or it's more obvious for us that we're meant to. Mm -hmm. And when I go to connect with spirit, if I say I have a reading, then I just kind of sit for a second quietly for a few seconds and just want to clear my head of any of my worries or fears or thoughts and concerns. And once I can get to that quiet space, I make there's space for spirit to kind of come forward. Um, yeah, it comes in all sorts of different forms, you know, the, um, Sometimes they speak in symbols, 
from they speak in our own frame of personal frame of reference so if they're showing me a picture of my friend or my grandmother it's not because that's who it is they may be trying to explain to me the relationship between my client and that spirit um okay yeah and it, it happens pretty quickly that you can get into this state i mean or assuming you've been practicing for many many years I am such a beginner at this. Um, I've been contacted by spirit probably my whole life, but um, it really kicked into gear when my dad passed away. So sometimes we find these traumatic experiences are happening to us and all of a sudden it feels like our gifts flood in. And then we have this time to reflect and we realize, wow, actually lots of stuff has been happening to us our whole life. And there was a series of instances of seeing spirit and hearing them after my dad passed. And I thought I was being haunted because those were wow. the uh, only words I had for it. <laughs> yeah. And in how long ago was this? My dad passed in. 2012 November so it's been seven years so there was a series of things um when he died I never really noticed like synchronicities at all or weird things with technology but I would even think the very first thing which I normally don't note is he had just come to visit me two months prior to his passing and there were all these photos we had of that trip and I heard he passed and I was looking through my phone. Where are those photos? I want to look at them. And I, I couldn't find them at all. It was weird. And then I just put down my phone and then, you know, 20 minutes later, I pick it up, I unlock it. And right there frozen on the screen is the last picture him and I took together while we were saying goodbye. And that was like the first synchronistic experience that I really had my eyes open to that mm-hmm. something is happening in spirit he was a part of controlling that electronic device, you know, to assign he's with me. I'm always interested in people's moment of clarity. You're on this path, you know, going along and then you just sounds like, I mean, in your case, you hear voices in your head. You've gone through this traumatic experience. Was there some clarity in there and that in those moments that you're like, this is, this is my path. Right. And it took a lot, more experiences like it was years of experiences there's probably like five that really stick out and I wouldn't really describe it as voices in my head um it'd be good to like clear that up because I feel like (laughs) that's kind of like a stereotype oh they hear voices in their head which is adorable but um, (laughs) But that's um, not what happens yeah (laughs) no no, I wouldn't describe it that way but um let's see 24 hours after he passed I was in California, where he is from, where he passed in, I was at my grandmother's house, his mother's house, and sleeping in a bedroom. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I saw my dad clear as day standing at the end of my bed. Oh, my God. And I just half groggily said, hi, dad. And then I went back to sleep. And I, for a long time, just said, that's from the trauma of losing him. I imagined him in the room. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward some time after his passing, maybe three or four months, I'm at my friend's lake house, his parents' lake house. 
and we're sitting in the a bedroom, the master bedroom, and it leads to a bathroom. It's connected. All of a sudden, I see a spirit walk in. That's a man walks in and walks into the bathroom. I turned to my friend. I said, did somebody die of a heart attack here? And I, I don't know where heart attack came from. It just came. And he's like, yeah, like six months ago upstairs, the previous owner, he died of a heart attack looking at a thunderstorm over the lake. <sighs> and I was like, okay. And these things happen. I just accepted them and moved on. And I just okay. thought I was being haunted. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I have a rain cloud over me. <laughs> and then, so, oh yeah. The feeling, sorry, the, the, what was the feeling though? Was it, you say haunted, which is a negative kind of connotation. So it felt a bit creepy. Right. And I feel like those were the only words I'd really been taught. Mm -hmm. um, in my family, there were, you know, seers, people who had predictions that came true and they had tools like tarot and palm reading, but I had never been taught about mediumship. And I feel like the only words I had around that was like haunting, scary, bad. Yeah. And I didn't hear things like gifted, special healing. I didn't mm -hmm. know those words around it until I became started kind of searching for my own gifts. Um, and so there's two more instances that led to me seeing a yeah. therapist to make sure <laughs> I wasn't schizophrenic, which is a true story. Oh um, God. Yeah. <laughs> I was laying before my husband and I were married. I was laying down in bed to take a nap and we have horses. He went to go feed the horses and uh, all of a sudden I hear a name whispered on the outside of my ear and a man's voice. And I couldn't make it out. It was either Harry or Henry. And I sprung up, I ran outside. Did someone named Harry or Henry die in your family? And he's like, actually both. And I was oh. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my God. I'm not going to nap in there alone. So I really thought I was being haunted. And then I realized that there was something more and maybe it was more like a gift rather than a curse. When mm -hmm. December last year, I woke up in the middle of the night and, you know, we all sleep in the same room together. My husband, my two kids, I woke up in the middle of the night and there was a man in spirit sitting in my bed and I didn't feel scared. I didn't feel anything, but I just realized, okay, like something is going on. <laughs> Talk Need to me. To address me. this. <laughs> yeah and what did this spirit say he didn't say anything because um at this these moments when they would happen to me I would shut down completely mm. and I would just be like no <laughs> no 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't want you in my bed which any practicing yeah. medium will tell you and which I was told at that point is wow you really need to put up some boundaries and decide what you're comfortable with and what you're not. Mm. And in fact, a lot of mediums, I feel that I've come across don't really want to see spirit outside of themselves or hear them outside of their ear. They all want it to, or it's not all, but it feels a little bit more comfortable if you're seeing it in your mind's eye, if you're hearing things in inside your ear, your um, clear audience, as opposed to your external audience. And so I just had to learn those boundaries and I learned them. 
It's a whole other level of boundary setting. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my God. I just, I cannot even imagine. So yeah, this is happening repeatedly. Are you telling anybody about this? Your husband, your, your mom? Yeah. Um, my husband knew everything and, um, I spoke to my mom, my mother-in-law, my sister, my brother, I have a really close family. Mm-hmm. So basically my close family unit. And I got to a point where I was seeing things in my peripheral vision. I was seeing what I now realize is energy. And, um, I then reached out to a therapist and asked for a session. And luckily they were open and I believe they had similar experiences to me and they just said, it sounds like you're a medium and what would do the prescription was to go find a mentor, go take a course, begin meditating more regularly. And I was like, okay. And that's That's an amazing course. Yeah. Okay. I was, when you said prescription, I was like, oh no, they wanted to put you on drugs and <laughs> no, the prescription know. was to go meditate more and take a course and find a mentor. <laughs> this, that That's incredible. So you right. then are now like in this whole new um, community or at least right. seeking the community. I couldn't and, believe and- what it opened the doors to once I finally was told by a medical professional that everything was okay. (laughs) Oh my God. And this was just last December. Yep. And I took a course. um, Let's see. I think it was like February, March. And the course was really good um, because it was the first time that um, there were words given to me that were in a positive light. Mm-hmm. And it gave me the opportunity to practice freely with no judgment. And that's when I really knew I truly was a medium because I was sitting down constructively connecting with one spirit with permission from the loved one and receiving messages and giving them what I had been given and coming back to find out, yes. And and we were both validated that I was connecting with their loved one. Yeah. You know? What, what is that, what did that feel like those first, you know, couple of times when you're working with someone, you're purposefully connecting with spirit. Tell us about, describe one of those experiences. I feel like that would be that aha moment you were asking to speak about Mm -hmm. where, I mean, everything else leading up to that was just these really strange and bizarre things. And maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm a medium. But the first time connecting um, the, the person in spirit would pass, had passed of a heroin overdose. And I soon learned to find that um, physically feeling the death is one of my strongest clairs. I feel like spirit speaks to us in our frame of reference, as I said earlier. And being an EMT, I it was the medical... Um, passing is kind of in my frame of reference since I've seen a lot of different types. I'm book, I'm book smart or, you know, educated on it. So um, yeah, it was really intense. So you would feel the actual passing. Yeah. And so I felt, 
And I didn't know what was happening because it was my first reading. So I basically just described exactly physically how I was feeling. He also told me his name and a couple of his close friends' names. And um, yeah, but I think it was big for me because one, I realized, wow, I really am connecting Two, I learned the sensation of connecting, which you just feel like you're vibrating very high. I mean, it's joked that it, it probably can be compared to people who know the experience of taking some sort of elevated drug. Like it feels like you're just elevated so high mm-hmm. uh, because they're at like this pure energy level that we don't vibrate at. We vibrate very low here on earth because mm-hmm. that's okay. a part of the human experience. Okay. And this, so you're saying when you were experiencing the passing of, because he died of an overdose, you then went to that, like that high. Just connecting with spirit makes you mm-hmm. vibrate really high. And it, um, Oh, okay. In general. Right. You're it, right. That connection. I felt that sensation for the first time. Okay. And, um, in the beginning, it's hard to separate all the feelings. Cause right. It's your first time. You don't really know how it's supposed to, what it's going to feel like. And then when I described all my physical ailments too, um, like the spinning, nauseous, um, I felt like I, my vertigo was off, all that kind of different stuff. And then mm-hmm. you're able to separate, okay, this was the uh, sensations of the passing versus just the connection, the vibration, the high vibration of connection. Mm. Right. What other, I mean, I love the juicy like details, but what other... What other passings have you felt that were absolutely the worst, I guess? I mean, not to go to a dark place, but... I feel like the heroin overdose has been the worst because I, I keep saying that to to my friends who are also mediums that I'm still affected by it because I felt several of the heroin overdoses now and they leave me feeling sick. And oh. part of that is part of that is me needing to do more self-care afterwards and separation Mm -hmm. and grounding. Um, but yeah, I remember like the third, the third in-person reading or second in-person reading I ever gave was another heroin overdose. And I was sick for like two or three weeks. I couldn't give any more readings during that time because I was so sick. And do they teach you how to kind of protect your energy going, you know, going into the reading and after they must teach you a bit about that. Right. Right. And I've come up with my own methods. I kind of fine tune what works for me. Yeah. But those were all in the beginning stages and unsure and not putting in the work. Right. And that's why I'm really being able to experience all that kind of stuff. That's why I'm really excited for my students that I'm working with because it's good to experience the worst of it hands on and then be able to speak of a place of experience to say you do not <laughs> want that to happen or that can happen to you you know yeah exactly and okay so you're doing the marketing job again this is just a year ago you're, you're working in marketing you're developing your medium skills how are these two like when did wh- how does this path then completely um uh, you know kind of detour right i um wasn't too happy working in marketing, obviously. Um, 
you're like, this is boring. (laughs) And as soon as I had just asked, you know, whatever word you're comfortable with, God's source to give me signs, you know, am I meant to leave? I'm meant to do this. And I just started seeing all these numbers everywhere. Every time I started thinking about leaving my job and daydreaming what that would look like, it'd be two, 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 three, 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 four, 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 five, five, five. I'd see it every hour, every day at that point. It was really amazing. I literally saw it every hour of the day that I was awake. I saw the repetitive numbers and, um, I, it just felt right to walk away. So that, those were your signs kind of like, okay, yes, make the move. Right. I felt very, very strongly about it when I saw them. And and I think a lot of decision-making is if we can learn to trust that gut instinct and intuition, we'll make the best choices for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Can you explain how people can refine that? And just, I know this is going to be, you know, a quick little snippet, but how people, yeah, can kind of hone that skill of it because we all have it. I feel like everything in this world begins with being alone with yourself, which we can do through meditation and silent meditation. I find to be really important as well. So there's no distractions. Mm -hmm. It's really about knowing that this space exists between your mind's ego thoughts and then your soul's intuition. When you're able to practice and hone that in, in a controlled setting, like meditation, mm-hmm. you can then bring that in with you during the day. So, and you, you, when you realize when, when, once you're like trained in your meditation you'll realize that that space of thought, that instinctual feeling is actually with you all the time and really truly does come first before your practical mind comes in mm-hmm. and your ego's at play to make decisions for you. you yeah. Know. So is that the subconscious mind. It is always there first before your yeah. ego comes in. Yeah. It's, and a good way to nurture that is meditation. Okay. So just even if it's just 10 minutes, I know everyone, oh, it feels like such a a chore, but just say, I'm going to sit here for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and not scroll through my phone for just 10 minutes. (laughs) So long. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. And so doing that all, you know, every single day, you can then detach or watch your thoughts more as well, right? Just be more aware of them. Right. And then. And so doing that just 10 minutes a day allows so that your intuition, gut feeling, whatever you want to call it, is more fine-tuned. Right. Right. You'll feel, because then you can, it's like this sweet space that exists in all of us. And I really feel that meditation is the exercise that can help grow that. Mm -hmm. And then I, I do a lot of other Claire exercises, you know, to help grow Claire's, but Um, Mm -hmm. It kind of teaches you this realm of daydream where your, your hearing, your sight and your feeling is living. It's just very subdued under the surface. And then you know how to recognize it when you're babbling in a conversation. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. It comes to hearing terrible news for yourself. And then you know where that like lives. Mm -hmm. Okay. What was the turning point 
astrology seemed in the beginning like this will be like my gateway <laughs> to being able yeah. to it seemed um you know I had many years of experience in it a decade of experience doing readings and formal education in it and I found that when I was giving my readings to my clients spirit was coming through and when spirit comes through I feel like I've never ignored it so far. And I had this thing where like, I don't want to know what happens if I ignore it. They're going to come to me in my sleep. Maybe we'll sit in my bed again. I don't know. So <laughs> I would find myself end up shifting into medium readings in my astrology readings. And um, then I kind of naturally grew into seeing in-person clients. And I was just seeing how, how much it was helping people and the tears of just healing and that's when I realized, okay, I need to try to put more focus on this. And then everything basically just came naturally. You know, you and I discussed before how my readings are donation-based. Mm -hmm. When I let go of this monetary expectation for my time, um, it really kind of opened up a lot more getting um, students that I'm mentoring, more people coming for readings. Um, and I feel like right now that is where I'm at right now. I'm not saying that that might not change. Everything is always changing, but mm -hmm. that was kind of like this big point for me when I let go of this like number expectation, this marketing brain. Um, right. And I was are, you, able to... are you still doing marketing? Do you still have a day job? So I do still have a day job, but I only do freelance and things that feel really good for me. Mm -hmm. So for instance, me, I'm, you know, putting together business plans and websites all in like wellness and health um, industries and companies and entrepreneurs working with that, that like fiery spirit always feels really good for me. Mm -hmm. But my main focus really is on my medium work. I have to say I've been to probably 20 psychics and so it's been a thing of like a fun thing you know with girlfriends we'd stop if we see one you know we're driving through a, a random town or we just re recently had one come to our new year's little new year's gathering and we did vision boards and we had this this woman come and and did readings but I've never had a medium reading so the process is like I would would I tell you or ask you, can you see anyone around or can you see, you know, someone specific for people that are listening? Like what would be the, the process? It happens differently for everyone and mm -hmm. it actually happened. And I think for all of us, there probably isn't always um, like a specific method where it starts off the same every time. Sometimes I'm getting full body chills and that's how I know spirits around. Okay. Another time, for instance, I'm doing a website for someone. I'm helping them put it together on island. And I recently posted about this a little bit. And my client and I are talking about, you know, search engine optimization techniques on her homepage. And yeah. I'm getting full body chills. And I'm, I'm like, all right, you got my attention, spirit. And I'm still trying to push through. And then I get an image, you know, of her mother of which at the time I didn't know. And so it always starts off different. Like there's always different things. Um, yeah. 
you're not even asking for it sounds like right there you're just there um and that's been really special Mm -hmm. you know I you know another instance would be I came across this man and we're just having a conversation about instruments we both play instruments and all of a sudden I just feel this huge attachment towards him and I'm like why am I in love with you I'm married and (laughs) and like I had to like cry and I'm like okay let me just and then I got chills and I was like okay spirits here and then I started feeling this overpowering like maternal love for him Mm. and I just had to ask him you know do you have you have people in spirit I feel like they're around you he was like yeah both my parents died and I was like oh stop right there and then you know asked him you know can we can we have this reading I I feel like they really want have messages for you and um that's actually one of my game changer readings too I called it my game changer reading where I realized I'm really truly meant to be doing this work and making space for it Mm -hmm. and a lot of the times I feel like we're not making space because there isn't money involved or yeah that's a huge part I was, I was curious about because, and also identity. So again, like talking about courage, you know, because you, you've been on this path for so long, you know, again, the marketing and doing various things. And then this has been also like theme in your life. How did you find the courage to come, you know, like present yourself now as this person who does this kind of work, which potentially has stigma. I mean, what has been your experience with showing up in this way? Right. I call it coming out of the medium closet. (laughs) Um, I'm sure there's many people that use that term too. I feel like I've heard it before. Um, First time I've heard it. It happened in, (laughs) it happened in stages. Um, you know, I was able to open up to my husband, like my immediate family instantaneously. We had a very open relationship about that anyways. They were, you know, I called them like, oh, I guess what just happened when I thought I was still being haunted. And then for me, one of my blocks was, two blocks was um, my grandmother. And the second one was, social media because on there I have people for 10 years plus of my life and you know what are people gonna think all of a sudden you know once I was you know a river guide and all of a sudden I'm talking to dead people like you know like that I worried about that a lot and I realized I wanted the freedom to be able to express myself in social media. And that's where my Instagram, my business turned into a business Instagram. At first, it was just a place of self-expression where I didn't have any of my friends or family on there. And I can post about what the planets are doing. And Mm -hmm. I can post about doing Reiki and whatever and speaking to spirit. Um, in this way that I felt I couldn't on my own personal page. Because of this, the judgment that you potentially would get, you were afraid of that. Right. It's a block I put on myself because that kind of stuff 
it really truly doesn't matter, <laughs> no. but it takes a minute for us all to realize that. Yeah. And I love this. So I, yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Oh, this quote, it's like, you know, don't worry about being judged by other people because they already are <laughs> right. already judging you. Exactly. So I can completely like, relate. Right. Just and it's just showing up. It, and it's all about, I find that we give a lot of our power away yeah. and learning about honing it back in as well as I feel a lot of our power is given away to our thoughts worrying Mm -hmm. and and mourning the past and anxious and depressed about the future Mm -hmm. and really like if we could sit in the moment and stop worrying and stop getting anxious about everything that's where we'll we'll feel the most powerful so we call um I, I say we like the community of people practice but there's something called sitting in your power and mm-hmm. it's just about it's kind of like essentially meditating but with that meditation getting to your highest vibration you can and then sitting and like in it and feeling it and just being quiet in it mm-hmm. um, that is something that I think is really important whether you're trying to grow your gifts as a medium or a or an angel talker spirit communicator um this is important just for the human experience to allow yourself to do that Mm -hmm. and then manifestation is then at its peak right where you're emanating you know you're vibrating at this certain level and then much more receptive right and to attraction and i think learning how to manifest in the right way is really important um so if we're going to talk about money, you know, yeah. instead of saying, I want to make this much a year, I tell myself, I don't care about money. I want to, I want to be able to know, I want to be able to make all my bills without stress and treat my family to special experiences. That's mm-hmm. where I want to be with money. Instead yeah. of saying, if I don't make X amount of money in the next two years, then my life is terrible. Mm-hmm. because with that not only are you limiting what you could get potentially but you're also could still be struggling at that number mm-hmm. mentally right you and financially you don't and know <laughs> yeah that's true and I'm, I'm really like the manifestation stuff I mean it's a that's a whole nother episode um right <laughs> but, but I think it's like just now having been studying this stuff for like 20 years and doing exercises that have absolutely like come true, you know, writing very specific what I want. And years later, looking at a notebook, I'm like, whoa, half of this, most of this stuff came true. But the, the thing about manifestation that's like finally clicking is feeling it, like actually feeling what it feels like, you know, when you get this, when you accomplish when you, when you manifest this, whatever it is, experience, person, you know, thing to feel it, but also not to hold it so tightly, you know, like if you hold it so tightly, it's like, it almost cuts off the vibration or the connection or something. Oh, hi. Okay, good. You can hear me. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, no, what did I do? (laughs) That is just so weird. 
Like what? I know. It, I, it is Mercury retrograde. So this is like classic. It okay. I feel like this is yeah, you know, just my life in general with <laughs> things like this. <laughs> my life always in Mercury retrograde. You might have been it's born constant. with uh, Mercury in retrograde. Who knows? Mm. Wait, how often do, often does Mercury in retrograde happen? I feel like it's all the time. It does it about three times a year. Oh, okay. <laughs> its purpose is very important, though. We're just meant to slow down and okay. rethink what we're working on. That's good to know. Right. Sit back and reflect. It's not time to, like, launch things or go big, you know? Oh, okay. And Which how- one, of my, one of my students this is not funny. <laughs> One of my students, as we just had this malfunction, she just said, well, you know, she was supposed to go to Costa Rica and the airport is like SJO versus SJC. And she actually chose a California airport. And she literally got on a plane and went to California and thought she was supposed to be in Costa Rica. (laughs) Sorry. There's so much classic stuff with mercury right now happening it's like oh god we better all just sit tight (laughs) (laughs) it's so good to know about this stuff because yeah it just makes it a little bit more fun there's themes you know Mm -hmm. things are connected I feel like astrology is one of those first like introductions to oh there's something bigger at play here yeah exactly doing this aspect with one of my planets does affect me in this way like so you start seeing those connections and it's kind of like a gateway a safe gateway because it's been practiced and it's actually accepted I feel I mean you know there's magazines with horoscopes you know it's one of those things that's been accepted for a while true that is of woo-woo descent <laughs> yes it's the <laughs> woo-woo 101 yeah but... <laughs> um well, okay, so I was telling you this story. I recently went to a psychic at this vision board reading, you know, total girly night. And the first thing, she's like, okay, so what do you want to know? Kind of thing. She was very, she was just a total character. I'm like, okay, so relationships. When am I going to meet my guy? I thought, you know, and I've been told various things. I've had readings pretty regularly, you could say, over the years. And so she's like, mm, like two two, three years. I almost like fell out of my chair. I was like, what? That's so far away. And I, then I got like upset, you know, I'm like, I've been single for over five years. Like, this is ridiculous. And she's like, well, we could, you know, you could speed up the process by doing this. And it was all kind of like, talk about woo. It was completely up there. It was (laughs) the Southwest with some corn and. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Burn something else. And And I said, well, you know, I've been doing this meditation for like a year and a half or something, you know, at night, like I'll put it on and fall asleep. It's, it's manifesting your partner. And she was like, well, that isn't really working out for you. Right. (laughs) It was so funny. And I was also like, she said there was ways to speed it up. And then it was just funny. Her, her response to my, you know, my manifestation intention. You're like, wait, let me slow down. Let me take notes. Face the east, gather corn. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, you lost me. But yeah, it was, it was kind of funny. And then I just started to again, like study manifestation again and the work I'm doing with, you know, with coaching and NLP and stuff. It's, it's all very similar. It's about your vibration. It's about your intentions, subconscious mind, and it, all these things at play. 
connecting with someone psychically is different than medium connection. Mm -hmm. Um, You're connecting with what the words I like to use is like their higher self and maybe their spirit team too. And the connection that I'm getting, like how I'm getting the signs and the words and the symbols is all the same with my Claire's but I'm connecting to the individual as opposed to people in spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And the vibration just lower. So like when you're connected to spirit, you feel really elevated with, um, with the higher self. It's just a lower vibration. And there's so much information to go around that. You know, it's like, I've had people ask me about, you know, what, what's their next steps and all that. And there's so much to it. There's so many layers around it. It can't just be told three months, three years. Um, There's a lot of other work that needs to be done. You know, for instance, there's blocks in relationships where you get messages about, well, there's violence involved in the relationship and there's giving away of power and loss of self-identity. There's all these things that come through where, if you're just asking a question, when is he going to ask me to m- marry him? That isn't really what needs to be answered. I've found mm-hmm. there's a lot more. So when you have like an hour long, you know, you get are given the proper time frame to really connect with someone and see the whole picture. Mm-hmm. That's the value of someone's gifts to be able to connect with someone psychically, not to be able to predict something that may change anyways, because in that moment, it may be two to three years, but you may make a big decision of your free will that changes your entire path in life. Okay. So that, that is a, a question because if they're seeing into the future, then there is free will at play. So they can see this, this future playing out, but you do have free will. So that, that creates a potential change. Right. I really, I really love both readings, um, being able to connect to people psychically and being able to do medium readings with their loved ones. Um, sometimes it's a mix of both. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, you know, unique to the person, what they need and what, what ends up happening. Sometimes people just wanted a psychic reading for me to connect with them and see what's going on and what's to come and what tools they can use to help better their lives. And, spirit comes in. Okay. I really want to get people connected with you and talk a little bit about your, your readings and that you're doing them donation based, which is so incredibly generous of you to offer that for people. So I would like to, yeah, let you speak to that and then tell people how to find you. Right. So I've officially put away with a set price and I have been accepting donation based readings, which has been looking like a PayPal or Venmo donation. And essentially the best way to get in touch with me now would be in my Instagram messenger since my website is under construction, mm-hmm. which my handle for Instagram is medium Megan Hearth. My name is spelt M-E-G-H-A-N. H-A-R-T. Awesome. And that would be the best way for people to get in touch with me if they want to have a reading. And then afterwards, if they are 
financially capable, most importantly, and then compelled to give a donation. Um, yeah, it's accepted and appreciated. I'm going to get a reading for sure. So know that. I'm so Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> My first medium <laughs> reading. I just want to commend you again for, you know, having the courage and the clarity to really go for it, to put all that aside, you know, like worried about what people will think and, you know, presenting yourself in this new way. Although sounds like things have been working out and really flowing for you. What are you most proud of? I feel like I'm most proud of letting go the expectations and trying to control how other people feel about me or what I do. Mm -hmm. It really did take a lot of work, but I've gotten to a place where I need to let people just process their feelings and make sense of what's going on and how they attach that to me. Mm -hmm. And that's probably my inner work. And then I feel like I'm most grateful for all the teachers and friends and influences I've had along the way. Truly, I wouldn't be where I'm at with my self-love and acceptance without them. Mm -hmm. What's the future look like for you now that you're on this path 100%? Just kind of building more of a foundation for my work, connect with humans to their loved ones in spirit and to help them receive healing messages that are needed for them to move past whatever wounds that they are experiencing. What has it done for your perception on death and dying? It's a really interesting question. <laughs> I feel like mostly I feel a lot of hope mm. and I understand that it isn't over when our physical bodies are done. Mm -hmm. I realize that we all get to be together again on the other side. It gives me a lot of hope for this lifetime. I feel like I found, I understand what the purpose is of this lifetime. Wow. Okay. That brings peace to me as well, you know, because I think it's the biggest question that we all ask ourselves. All of our loved ones are with us every step of the way. Mm, okay. There, once you open your, your heart to the idea and you ask for the signs and you're open to what all the different ways a sign could look like, then they'll start flooding in. Mm, yeah, I love that. You're living your truth and there's nothing more powerful than that. Carving your own fucking path. Right. You should put spiritual <laughs> path. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Willow. This was wonderful. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. As always, my mission is to help light the fire under your ass to go out there and carve your own path. I truly believe you owe it to yourself to be courageous and unapologetic about what you really want. So I want you to subscribe where you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to share your story or know someone you think would make a good fit, let me know. So send me a message on Instagram at carveyourown.path. Cheers to carving your own fucking path, ladies. Thank you.